Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, except maybe uh, the Never Open champion, maybe, question mark. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hey, I'm that Mr. Guy, a.k.a. Mr. Andy, and today <laughs> we're going to talk about some D of P. The Declaration of Power. That's that's the one, Luke. <laughs> maybe yes, maybe uh, some hot D too. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. We need some hot D action in the uh, Never Open podcast. All right, but <laughs> you heard it here first. But before we get to that, there are ways and interact with us if they wish to. Yeah, on the Tweety, I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. We are collectively there at Never Open Pod. And if you feel like sending a written or voice email, you can do that. NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. Not only that, uh, the Never Open title is the awesomest title in all of the wrestlings. And we have merch that has that whole belt shape thing on it. Of course, as long, you know, as, with the name of our podcast as well. Never as fuck. Go get it. Oh, my God. Professionalism is my job, Mr. Andy. How's that? Mm-hmm. I know it is. Thank you for that. <laughs> I skip it for Never Realms, but uh, I always remember it for the uh, numbered ones. I don't know how we do this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, um, well, we got a little bit of news. We're talking DP, as I said before. I'm looking forward to that. And, um, you know, this was a big show. There was a million matches on it. It was real long, but there's a lot of shit happened. And, you know, one of the things that happened on the show, I I saw a video of this, but I didn't, it was like on Twitter and I didn't see it like during the show, but apparently Yuji Nagata came out in a suit and was like, Hey bro, we got this new young lion. He's from Kazakhstan. Here he is. It's this guy, and it's like uh, a new young lion, and he's from Kazakhstan, and he's like a real wrestler or something. Okay, you could, you told me he was uh, J.R. Kratos Jr. <laughs> That's what he looks like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Banana> Jr. <laughs> it's just what we need. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he might be great. I hope he's great, but it's nice to see a new young lion, you know, new faces. That's always good. Maybe he'll have the evil eyes. Maybe he'll ha- he'll get the sneaky socks. We'll see. You know, it's it's fun to fun to see how the the young lions uh you know move forward in New Japan. Exactly, and there is a bit of news, Mister Andy. I alluded to it in our intro. So uh, I get a message from one of my mates who just gives me general wrestling news and stuff periodically. Most of it's dirt, dirt cheat stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Today, it was just like, the Good Brothers have just turned up on Raw. And I'm like, what the fuck? Carl Anderson has the Never Open title. What's going on? Because uh, the WWE doesn't usually play nice with others for a very long time. So I'm just yeah. like, uh, what is going on here? To which I uh, instantly had a quick look on the Tweety. Like, yep, it, it's true. It happened. It's real. And I uh, quickly tweeted out, what the fuck is going on with the Never Open title? Because that's what I want to know always. Who's going to be next? What did they do? What's going on with it? Uh, so I did watch the... I took this bullet for you, Mr. Andy. 
Thank you. Didn't want to take this bullet, but I went onto YouTube and I typed in the three letters I didn't really want to. And it was <laughs> you fucked your algorithm up for a year. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna get so many recommends now. Goodness sakes! And I I did watch this clip, and uh, so AJ's like he's cutting this promo on Finn Balor. Finn Balor's got some cronies, and one of them's like Rhea Ripley. The other one's like. Right. Uh, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, okay. Ray Mysterio Jr. Jr. Yeah, I don't know who the other guy is. Uh, <laughs> so the promo is, I don't know, Finn Balor's a heel or something, and AJ's a face, and AJ's like, oh, I'm going to join you, whatever. And he's like, oh, no, actually, I've got backup, and the Good Brothers come out, and oh there's a brawl, and that's it. And that just, that's it. That's all I saw, and that was the whole thing. That was it. Well, one thing can be said. What's going on? <laughs> you know, one thing that can be said for those guys is that they don't burn bridges, man. I'm not mad at them. You know, I, 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 they're taking opportunities where they come. And I, I was kind of having a hard time to believe that they would be in the world tag league because that would require them to wrestle a lot. And those guys don't wrestle a lot. That's like part of their deal is they're like, listen, I've been a fall down man my whole life. I'm tired of taking bumps, so let's make some money where I don't have to take as many bumps. And so right. I'm not mad at him for that. To me, that's like the ultimate worker, the guy that can you know, get paid for not wrestling, basically, as a wrestler. So I, you know, I respect that, but it's like, you know, we'll see what happens. I have a theory, you know, which we'll talk about as we go along, you know, here. I, I, I don't think Hikaleo is going to win that title if for some reason they let Carl Anderson come back and defend it, which I think is a possibility. I think that's a possibility that, you know, that he said, listen, yeah, I'll show up, but I got one more date in new Japan. I got to do or whatever, because they change things on DFP, you know, that kind of reflect that in my opinion, storytelling right. wise. Well, I know the boss is gone. The WWE, but I still don't fully trust them. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Are they still doing a show in Saudi Arabia? Oh, they are? Yeah, I don't really yeah. trust them. I'm sorry. Like, that's just how I feel. So unless I see Carl Anderson turn up in a ring to defend that title, I don't believe it's happening. So I don't know. I'm, I could be reading too much into it, but it's... Yeah, I don't like well it. You know, cool thing about wrestling is we don't know. So we'll wait and find out. I mean, you know, let us know what happens on Raw because we're not going to fucking watch it. That's, that's right. Don't. I'll watch we don't clips care. On, Never mind. On YouTube, but uh, soon as yeah, you will. Never gold anymore. I'm done. You're going to be watching all the clips on YouTube. I can't oh, yeah. wait to hear all about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you. <laughs> So we're in Ryagoku Sumo Hall. It's the third building in Tokyo associated with the name. And, uh, that name is the current. Uh, it's the current building was opened in 1985, and it has a capacity of 11,098 peeps. And it's mainly used for sumo tournaments, you know, of course, and hosts the Hatsu uh, New Year, which is uh, an interesting thing that I'll tell you about next time. But uh, that's in right. January. And then the Natsu, like the other thing, which is in summer. And then the Habashu, which is in May. And then Aki, which is in autumn. So there's all these things that are hosted. There also houses a museum about sumo. So Taichi, I'm sure, was just hanging out there 
uh, you know, just <laughs> learning, learning how to throw wrestlers around because that's what he does. So I like visual symbolism and New Japan's really good at that, obviously, because they're a pro wrestling company and you have to be good at that to do pro wrestling company stuff. But uh, we get this neat kind of setup symbolism wise as far as like around the ring, you have all the you know, team unaffiliated guys that are all good guys in the line mark shirts, including, you know, a few folks that we haven't seen in a while, like Shibata, you know, Ren Narita, Tiger Hattori is hanging out and he's all sad. And it's, it's sad because you don't want to see him upset. That makes me upset. But, <laughs> and then, you know, in the aisles, you have the kind of like tweener slash yes, their faces, but they're not wearing a new Japan t-shirt guys, which would be the Suzuki goon slash, you know, LIJ guys. And then in the back kind of peeking out, you see Jay white and a couple heels. So it, it's yeah. interesting, you know, you see what, who's, you know, there's some visual symbolism there. That's pretty cool. And, um, they show this video package and it's fucking incredible. I mean, this, this video package is incredible. They show, you know, all these different, like, highlights of his career of Anoki's career with you know him versus Muda, Flair, Hogan, Fujiwara, Vader and many 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 more and it's so cool and they announced that uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 will be held in Anoki's honor and all rise for the 10 bell salute it's the ultimate respect for a wrestler that's passed away and I you know I've been to a million wrestling shows and so I have taken part in the 10 bell salute many times you know, uh, usually for people you never heard of, you know, local guys that are kind of legends that passed away. But like one time, I'm pretty sure the first WWE show that was held after Dusty Rhodes died was the NXT show that was in Columbus, like one of the first ones outside of Florida. So I was at that and they did the 10 bell salute and it was very emotional. You know what I mean? Those are, that's like a, that's a cool thing. I like that. You know, I don't want to see, you know, I don't like it, you know what I mean? But I think I respect what, what I'm trying to say. So I think that it's was really neat. As a fan. Yeah. And they, you know, they pan over to Shibata and he's bawling his eyes out. And I was shocked that they didn't just have us, you know, a Tanahashi cam where it was like up in the corner, we just see Tanahashi crying the whole time. They actually, <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't like, you know, play into that too much on this, but this is pretty neat. I really enjoyed that. Nope. I hate to be that guy, but there was one thing about the whole thing that annoyed me, and that was after the whole thing ended and and everyone was moving away, they played music, and they didn't play the music that we heard at the arena because it does not have an international copyright. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that bit of a moment killer. All right, I'll, I'll let yeah. it have a bit. That stuff's complicated, Luke, apparently, you know. Um, <clears throat> I'll figure something it out. Something else that's interesting that is kind of different is this is like, I don't know, New Japan feels like it's resetting a little bit here. You know, they have a, a new video screen when and it's vertical now, like a phone, which is something that is visuals, uh, you know, uh, symbolism that we'll talk about later. There's some stuff they're doing, like some subtle and not so subtle things that are kind of interesting and we heard an announcement not that long ago that they were like listen fucking old people are dying we gotta get some young people up in here and they that's what they're doing they're trying to subtly get some young people up in here i think is the uh the way they put it i like how you'd use that the symbolism just looks things like that uh 
yeah. think Gato's been watching House Dragons, some hot D. He's having some hot D action. <laughs> and he's getting ideas. <laughs> he's like, all right, so our next match, we're all just going to stare at each other. And then someone's going to cut someone's head off. And they're like, no, Gato. But he's like, no, it's my head. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I'll take this bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have on commentary? All right. So we have a three-person booth, which I Yay. liked for most of the show. I will have some things to say for at least one match in particular, and I'll get to that. But we have Chris Charlton, uh, Kevin Kelly, and Rocky Romero, three-man yeah, booth. Yeah. And they're all actually there, too, which was even better. Yay. I was happy to hear Rocky. Rocky's great, and he he was, like, a little behind on some stuff which was pretty funny. Like he obviously hasn't watched every, <laughs> every show or he's watching it with the sound down. Cause he's uh he doesn't know some things that are pretty funny, but Luke, you know what do you funny? think of? We're up to date on the main show, but we don't know shit about strong. Right. Whereas he's the opposite. <laughs> he's up to date on strong. He yeah. Doesn't know well, he has, he has to watch strong cause he's like there or something, but, uh, yeah. but Luke, what do you think of the moniker, the son of strong style for Ren Narita? Uh, I think he just got one of the coolest nicknames in wrestling. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's over just with that name, son of strong style. Who doesn't like that immediately? It just pops. Put that on a t-shirt. People are going to buy it. Just do it. Do it now. That's true. And he is a younger people. guy, isn't he? Hmm. He's very young. Hmm. Maybe there's uh, something you could do with him concerning something that's coming up that we'll talk about later. Hmm. Uh, I'd put that on him. Why not? Maybe it's just like, oh, Doki. I don't know. Oh, He's pretty fast. Poor Doki. Speaking yeah, of Yeah, I know. Yeah, let's go to our first match. We have Ren the Reader, Robbie Eagles, and David Finley, and they all come out to Ren the Reader's music, which is pretty cool. And we also have Doki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. That's my first note, dude. Son of Strong Style is an amazing nickname. It's great, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And this is pretty much like written to read it, the match. Uh, Robbie Eagles and David Finley do get chances to do stuff in the ring. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. But that's not, that's not what this match is. This match is uh, Ren Narita uh, t- taking bumps, taking moves from the bad guy heels, overcoming that, and then showing everyone what he's got and i really like what he's got <laughs> i really do <laughs> and if you can go if you can have like awesome spots with uh with my boy doki I, I like you even more because that final portion of this match was fucking awesome and the finish i know doki loses i know it pains us mr andy but god damn that finish was amazing it's this bridging belly-to-belly suplex that Renderita does on Doki. It is amazing. And, yeah, that was great. It's what scary. Yeah. Well, he tried, you know, the end, uh, Renderita tried to do it once, and Doki got out of it, and then, he, and then he's like, can't escape the second time, and Doki was, like, dead, you know, which is great. Renderita did kind of botch Doki's backpack stunner thing at first, which is, like, that was the only mistake I saw, but, like, you know, this was great because all the veterans kind of stood out of the way to kind of put Ren Narita over. And it was a really fast match. It was like, hey, he gets in, you know, and you get Desperado and Kanemaru being like, hey, you have legs. What the fuck? 
and they just start <laughs> beating the shit out of his legs. They're like, no, you can't do that. And so, you know, that was pretty funny. It was great because, like, Desperado goes in. He's looking around. He notices Renderita has legs. He starts killing him. And then Kanemaru tags in, and he's like, what's that you have attached to your body? And he starts like, ripping it off, legs. too. <clears throat> and uh, Doki even gets in on the action, you know, as far as ripping legs off. It's great. But, um, you know, basically the good guys uh, get in and do a bunch of flippy shit, and it's really cool. And this is great because, like, there's that suplex deal, and then Doki finally gets his backpack stunner. And you know what he does, Luke? He looks around, and he goes, yeah! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he loses. <clears throat> After the match, Ren Narita gets on the mic, and he's like, I'm not just here to beat up Doki. I'm here to be the focal point of New Japan. And it's like, hey... <laughs> bastard <laughs> is the focal point you son of a bitch god Bata is just like oh my god this guy's more over than i am already yeah well maybe not we'll see yeah time will tell and hey uh when you were saying that uh that they had to do something a second time with renarita they'll iron that out with tag in tag matches in no time so uh hey if he's this good in his first match he's only going to get better so, uh, oh, he's he's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Me too. All right, so next, we have the Dangerous Techers versus Bad Dude Tito, Shane Haste. Mr. Andy, what did you think of this match? Well, this is interesting. At the beginning, you know, Kevin and Chris are like, Big Teats, and Rocky's like, is that a thing? Are we saying Big Teats now? <laughs> Which is just see he did not watch the G1 or whatever, so... Maybe watch them in Japanese, so and they're not saying big teats yeah. in Japanese. Oh, my God. That would be great if Milano's over there saying big teats. <laughs> <It'd be amazing. laughs> so, um, that was great. And there's a big, like, pep, you know, peck off kind of thing between Tai Chi and Big Tito. And that was great. Big Dude Tito, whatever his name is. And uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And Rocky's jealous that people only want Gino back and not him. <laughs> he's like who's gino he's all mad about it there's some good pro wrestling in here you know there's some heat on uh uh from haste on zach saber jr and zach saber jr starts firing back and he's bumping all over the place man it's really great um by the way so shane haste is jumpy guy he jumps high that's his thing i jump yes. high look at me jump high so Zack Sabre Jr. is like, I bump hard. And he bumps all over the place for big teats and jumpy guy. And Taichi saves Zack with some sumo shit, but eats a power bomb from teats. And then uh, there's the Euro clutch and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, pins teats for the win. And after the match, you know, TMDK, they walk over to the English commentary and Shane Hayes is like, hey, I didn't get pinned. <laughs> what an asshole. And he's like, ah, oh, it was a fluke. He sees teats behind him like, and he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, oh, it was a fluke. That they beat him. <laughs> what an asshole. What do you think of that? It was a fluke that he beat him. Uh, I think everyone <laughs> watching this match knew that the dangerous techers were going to beat bad dude Tito and Shane Haste. Yeah, probably. Even the most diehard fans of bad dude Tito and Shane Haste knew they were losing to the techers. It's just a matter of which one and how. <laughs> wow. Do you think okay, so Ian is our resident, you know, huge Big Teats fan, yeah. but do you think he cares about Shane Haste as much? No, I don't. I don't think he does. Are there hardcore I mean, Shane Haste fans out the fans out there? Hey, hey. <laughs> let's let's not be hasty. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. 
my goodness. All right. Next, we've got Ryusuke Taguchi, Hikaleo, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sho Ichiro and Evil. All right. So, so <laughs> I do that every time I say his name, I promise. So Hikaleo does this like massive chop on Evil, who tells it like it really hands it up pretty good. Uh, so uh, I like uh, I like Hikaleo's big face man stuff. It, that's it. The crowd likes it too. It's fine. All right. Uh, Abe gets knocked over again, and uh, I have to think definitely works in an unsafe work environment. It's fine. <laughs> he lives for that spot, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> so Tanahashi and Evil is fun, and I like it. I like it when they do the leg catching. Evil likes to throw the opponent's ref, opponent's ref, opponent's leg into the ref, kicking off. Really like that. It ends with a dragon screw leg whip. Of course, this match ends with Leo choke slamming show who uh, had just stuck Taguchi out with a wrench. After choke slamming show, he drags Taguchi on top of him for the win. So uh, there you go. Hikaleo doesn't just want the never gold. I guess he wants the same gold. To... Red Shoes never would have counted that pin. <laughs> you know? he would have been like nope i don't think so so i i find this interesting okay so here's what i'm thinking originally hikaleo was supposed to be Wado in this match right and they were supposed to lose i think um and since we have the whole shenanigans with carl anderson gone now or maybe we don't know um they're like oh well sorry hikaleo your feud is over so we're going to give you a new one and so that's why oh. they won this match is that now, which makes a lot more sense stepwise, you know, like on the Cursus Honorum or whatever you want to call it of New Japan, you know, you'd much rather a guy start, you know, down with the, uh, you know, the, the stank belts uh, first, you know, <laughs> and, and kind of move forward from there instead of getting the rocket, you know, when he's not ready. But I was really happy to see Hikaleo wearing gear instead of a fucking T-shirt. He's been wrestling in a t-shirt his whole career. Why? God, that is so bad, man. Um, so I was happy to see him in gear. This match was fine, but it was interesting to me because I immediately was like, oh, okay. So now he's got a new feud uh, that he can, he's got something to do. You know, they're like, you're here. I'm sorry your shit got fucked up, but we got you something to do. Here you go. I didn't think about it like that. Now that you mention it, it that makes sense because – I think a lot of people thought, well, Carl Anderson's going to beat Hikaleo, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's just what's going to happen. But now this throws it into the wind, and maybe New Japan's just like, oh, I don't really want to make Hikaleo the never-open-weight champion. He's not ready for that yet. Let's give him something. Well, so, yeah, I that's think that's something I cool. It. Something cool, like, okay, so Larry Zabisco. This is, reminds me of Larry Zabisco. When he... Like there's he like turned face on commentary basically in WCW and he refed a match once where he was like the special guest referee and I can't remember who it was that was in it it was probably like you know it was the NWO guys or something like that but I think it was Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall but like one of them is cheating but Larry Zbysko used to be a heel so he catches them every time he knows all those tricks and so I think they can do that same kind of storyline with Hikaleo. You know what I mean? Like he can yeah. be a smart wrestler as a, you know, also now that he's a face, he can be like, Oh no, I know that trick. Oh, you're not going to pull that shit on me. Here we go. So I think that's a cool way to go with him. Yep. 
And hey, who doesn't want to be a, a tag champ with Tanahashi? Like, yeah, yeah. that's going to help him wrestling with Tanahashi and Taguchi. Yep, absolutely. Probably two of the best people you can put Hikaleo with. So yeah, he's on the right faction, I guess, in that respect. Let's go to our next match. We have Team Bishamon, that is she and Hiroki Goto versus Okan on the car. Okan, all hail, and Jeff Cobb. I do like that uh, Kevin makes a sweet boy reference at the start. Did you hear that? A what? He, uh, <laughs> he, he made a sweet boy reference. Oh, Ichi, uh, Ichiban yeah. sweet boy? Yeah, yeah he yeah. was the Ichiban sweet boy. Okay, I'm, I'm going to gather that you did not hear that, but what did you think I didn't, of, no. uh, of this match? Bishamon Okan on the cob. Well, you forgot to mention that Lord Gideon Gray's out there, so oh, let's yes, make sure we do that. That's true. You know, um, Goto is still missing his fishing pole from where House of Torture smashed it, which is awesome. I'm like, good. And and Great Okan's he comes out and we get a flagpole off where his he's like, my flagpole is better than Yoshihashi's fishing pole. And uh, that's just pretty funny. Now, uh, Great Okan claims both of the poles, though. And, uh, you know, Cobb has fun throwing Yoshihashi all over the place. Do you think that Yoshihashi cheats in fishing? <laughs> Think he knows about the beads? Well, <laughs> the beads didn't help him with wrestling because of the loose explosions. <laughs> That's why it happens. That's why the loose explosion happens. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yoshihashi, we're going to have fun with you no matter how bad you suck. So, uh, <laughs> so Great Okan uses his fishing pole against him. It's really funny. He even, like, kind of does a doki and, like, almost sticks it up his butt, but kind of, like, rubs his butthole with it. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to entice the loose explosion, like, to come out. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I was hoping there was a magnet to pull out the beats. <laughs> Maybe they're plastic, you know? So, anyway, he has to go through the airports and stuff, right? You know, that's when he pulls out the plastic beads. So, um... <laughs> So Goto in and they do their dumb tag moves and Great Okan's like, fuck you. He overpowers Goto. That was amazing. I love that. <laughs> and they have Cobb set up for a Shoto. God, Team Fisherman is so stupid. They have Cobb set up for a Shoto. But what do they do? They do a like weird dragon screw assisted thing. Why? You had him set up with your, your tag team finisher. It's so dumb. It's like, uh, I don't know, dumb. So then Yoshihashi tries a hold to win what What (laughs) like you know that's so dumb and great okan interferes of course he saves Cobb. they're idiots sheep killer and a double team elbow drop shoto thingy on goto which is pretty cool and there's one last hope spot for yoshihashi but Cobb just punches him and then this is such a badass finish maybe the best finish of the night so he punches him uh, you know, Yoshihashi's out and starts falling backwards. Cobb grabs his hand, keeping him from falling, right? And then pulls him right into the tour of the islands. What a finish. That was fantastic. And uh, I love that. But uh, after the match, Ocon on the cop, they want FTR. And they're walking around saying, where? Where are they? You know, um, I watched the backstage comments and great you know jeff cobb kind of went on the same theme like where the fuck is ftr he was like he's like i know you're really busy getting booked on AEW, but please make the time 
in the <laughs> title against us. And then Great Ocon just told us about the visual symbolism of the uh, flag. And he says, so the, the tip of it is, is a dagger. It's a golden dagger that pierces the hearts of their enemies. There are all these little tassels at the top that have all the names of their allies. And then the flag itself has their their financial sponsors, he says. <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know it had all that, you know, thought put into it, but it certainly does. That was pretty cool. All right, that might be one of the best tour of the islands I've ever seen. That, that finish that's, was fantastic. That's Great. really cool. <laughs> I, I could do if just to do all the Bishamon matches from now on because <laughs> you like that. <laughs> your whole your whole thing is like these two are stupid. <laughs> they were they were really dumb in that match, and like their backstage comments were like, "We are the defending." you know, champions of the World Tag League, and we're just going to do it again, and we're going to get better. That's what their their thing was. Like, fuck off. You're going to get better? You're like 40. <laughs> Come on. I'm 42. <laughs> I'm not getting any better. <laughs> oh, my God. So why is Grodo Khan now obsessed with Yoshihashi's stick? Well, you know, he just... He was just letting him know my stick's better. You know, he uh, he did say something kind of like Kenta too. Like, does your he said if your stick was an anime character, it would fall for us. That's what he said. <laughs> so, you know, stealing Kenta's shit. Which where is Kenta, by the way? He's pimping out his book somewhere. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, fair enough. Well, this is a missed oh, opportunity man. for him to pimp his book here. <laughs> Oh, God, I haven't even started laughing yet because here's our mm. next match. Is I'm not laughing at the match. The match is it's pretty good. All right. <laughs> it is uh, all of LIJ minus Shingo. And Takahashi, Sonata, Bushi, and Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> Versus Francesco Akira, TJP, Aaron Hanare, and uh, the Willy Goat. And, uh, of course, it's Rocky Romero do straight away. He's mad. She's here. <laughs> he hates Bushi. <laughs> and then for some reason, like, the commentators read him for such a long time about him maybe, maybe joining LIJ. And then there's some cockamamie bullshit about, like, oh, no, I'm not here for that. I'm scouting. Scouting what? Oh, uh, I'm scouting TJP and Akira. And I'm like, what for? You're in chaos, and they're already affiliated with the Empire, and they're fucking champions with that faction. Well, Why would they leave? Maybe, they're on maybe Water's the busy. You know, yeah. Water's busy. King coaches are going to take those titles. Oh, I don't know, man, what that was all about. But this was like one of the two <laughs> matches where the commentary distracted the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Was... Okay. <laughs> but, uh, look, this match is fine. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but... Uh, I just want to get to it. I get to the finish, man. Do you want to talk about it? I want to talk about it if you really. Well, tell me what happened from your point of view. I, I I want to hear what it was like messaging with me during this. All right. Well, the uh, the Empire are cheating a lot more than they usually do. Kind of weird. They don't usually cheat this. And then oh, out comes someone in in black suit a black long sleeve shirt and trousers and a black mask over his face 
he comes in, he makes the save for Lij, and the commentary is doing stuff like, wait, he might not be with Lij, he might just be against the Empire. That's kind oh, of weird. Yeah. Why would they do that? Side is he on? Members. Yeah, whose side is he on? It was like that kind of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get a message from you. It's like you're like something like, oh fuck, it's T10. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I start laughing. I'm like, hey, no, it's not. <laughs> and then he unmasked himself, and sure enough, it's it fucking Teton! Teton! What? Oh man, I said on the tweet straight away, I think Mr. Guy's head exploded. Oh my God. <laughs> so I I didn't watch this all live I because it started at four in the morning. So I woke up like an hour and a half after that, you know, because 530 is about the earliest I can get up and actually go to work and do a normal job, you know, all day. But anyway, so I woke up and like this is the first thing I saw is I sat down for this. I got ready, sat down and and this match ends. And I see, like, you know, Will Ospreay is calling everyone a dickhead. And I'm like, wait a second. You can't do that. That's somebody else's shit. And then this fucking mask guy shows up. And I'm like, if that's Teton, I'm going to be pretty upset. And it's fucking Teton. It's, <laughs> why? And so <clears throat> I got this figured out, though. So, okay. So what happens is Teton tries to join LIJ. And they're like, I don't know. You're Teton. But Bushi's like, come on, let's fucking, come on, man. <laughs> you know, he's like, I've been getting pinned for like 10 years. Let's fucking, come on, man. So, so he wants Teton to join. They vote in the ring, which was great. They vote by putting their fists in the air and everybody votes to have Teton join. And he's like, oh, yay. And so we learn after the show uh, in the backstage comments that Bushi, not only is he excited, but he's like, I'm going to tag with Teton. Gives <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> that shit was really funny. I guess I, I just, I hope this is kind of goofy a little bit because, you know, uh, I hope they lose the team of Takamichinoku and Doki. Right. <laughs> Teton gets fucking has to tap out the Taka. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. I really love that. But yeah, apparently they're going to go after the, uh, the junior tag titles. And I'm thinking we're going to get a big, like, multi-team match you know with that title just like they're gonna do with the juniors title we'll talk about here in a minute just just the way it's going like i said i think king coaches might go after it i think that you know we got uh you know this new lij tag team and who knows who else would be going after those titles luke yes, indeed but uh let, let's get teton teton <laughs> what Oh, my. oh, I could just imagine you going, LAJ, what are you doing? Yes. Uh, yes. Like, all right. Next, we have a, another announcement. We mentioned this in the news section, so we'll mention it here. We have the unveiling of something that New Japan is in desperate need of. It's a new title. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds snarky. I'm sorry, but I got a lot of belts. <laughs> what are you going to do? That's true. Yep. This is called the uh, well, IWGP tv title and uh before we talk about the announcement and all that kind of stuff on the tv apparently uh some people on the tweety might have known a little sooner about this tv title 
Andy. Can you tell us about this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I am reeling from what I just saw with Teton. I open up Twitter just to see what, you know, what's going on there. And I see New Japan Global has tweeted out a picture of the new LIJ. And it says, there's a new title. <laughs> it's the wrong tweet. They fucked up. So they sent out a tweet about the title that they had already typed up or whatever, because they probably do that in advance. I would, so they can do it right at time. But they they put the wrong picture with it and did it in the wrong order. So all of a sudden, I knew there was going to be a two, new title, you know, before they even <laughs> came out to announce it. And I was like, that's funny. So I sent that to you. We had a good laugh about that. But um, Luke, what what do you think of the title, the look of the title? I like it. I don't know. I, I... I kind of liked it right away. It's uh, like a like a block, like a brick title. I don't know. That's how I describe like the, it. Looks like the old NWA title, except it's all gold, and the plates yeah. are huge. So uh, we did get a question about this, by the way, from Twitter. Um, and uh, the question is from at Dorch4W. And uh, Justin Dorch, great dude. You know, and he's got nothing to do with wrestling, but uh, he likes New Japan. So uh, he has a legit question for at Never Open Pot. It's actually, it, it's interesting because he put S in parentheses. So I don't understand why you're going to put S in parentheses when there's actually two questions. Isn't that like if there's two questions? So legit questions for at Never Open Pot. One, I'll allow how, many, how many belts does New Japan really need? And then two isn't this just the never open weight championship? And I'm confused by that question. Um, but here is the answers that you're looking for everyone. All right. So I got this title figured out. I figured this out right away. So remember we talked about earlier, you know, the screen is vertical, like a phone there. You know, it seems to be, there's a kind of youth movement a little bit in the talent as we'll talk about as this uh, show goes on. And they announced the rules of this title and the rules are it's going to be defended in 15 minute time limit matches. So the matches are going to be short. And, but here is the key thing is that all of the matches will be available free on social media. Okay. So this is a direct response to everybody being pissed off at new Japan for not allowing gifts on social media. That's exactly what this is. That's just like, this is a title directed at, that's, you know, that group of people, those kinds of people that would want to watch something on Twitter. So I have a feeling we're going to get lots of short matches that are kind of, you know, uh, crazy and stuff like that, which may be tons of flippy shit or whatever. But that's the answer to what this is all about, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, that's a that, that's pretty good. Also, it does seem to me like maybe it, like a never open title for the juniors even though juniors can challenge for that never. I like it. It's going to be 15 minute. Like, have you, has anyone ever watched the best of the super juniors? Most of the matches are balls to the wall, 15 minute matches. Are pretty much what I imagine what we might see with this TV title. Okay. So he was asking yeah. if this is an open weight title. Cause it is. Okay. I get it. Now that makes sense about his questions in parentheses. I, I mean, it. try to beat Jonah in 15 minutes. That story <laughs> writes itself, dude. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I wonder Yeah. So this is just a new thing. Like I said, I, I think it's uh, directed at young people and this is just part of their like 
you know, youth movement that's going on. And they announced this. Remember this? Like, I don't know, like three, four months ago, they had a big press conference and they were like, listen, old people be dying. We need some young people <laughs> up in here. That's pretty much what the whole press conference was about and that they were going to start, you know, a youth movement in the talent and they were going to start to, you know, kind of subtly changing things to kind of cater to more young people. This is not a uh, New Japan problem. This is a Japan problem. They don't have young people. Like there's like, True. they're like losing young people. So it's, in fact, it's interesting. They just recently opened the borders today, actually. And they're like really trying to market to young people to come over and be, you know, tourists and stuff like that. And hopefully stay there maybe even because, you know, their economy has kind of crashed a little bit. So, which is good for us because New Japan World is only like $7 right now. $7 USD. <laughs> But like, uh, you know, that's bad for their, you know, their country. But there's like a there's like a problem in Japan where there isn't any young people. So it's interesting how this has kind of worked its way into, you know, the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. Wow. They need to do the stuff more. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> maybe less anal beads, you know, maybe maybe less maybe that less. and like more. Maybe more. Uh, less. Maybe less. Maybe more is what they Less less it. anime characters falling in love with uh, a great Ocon, stuff like that. Yeah. But but well, surely this match that I'm about to talk about is enough. People go, yeah, all right. Go, yeah, let's do it. It is the who's your daddy match. Oh, uh, that's so, not what's next. What's next? Wado versus Ishimori. That's true. I See, I just really wanted to get to the Who's Your Daddy match. Wow, that's a wasted intro. All right, I'm not going to remember that, but let's do it. <laughs> After the TV title announcement. <laughs> okay. It. It's, it's... <laughs> Save me, Andy. Go. I'll take care. All right, so Wado versus Ishimori. Uh, and this is where I noticed there's a new young lion. I was like, oh, hey. And uh, so Wado gets his ass kicked, and he's bumping all over. He does, uh, like, this is pretty funny. He does a front flip back bump from an Irish whip. Like, wow, <laughs> take it easy, Wado. Like that's, and Ishimori is like, fuck your arm. He's trying to set up a little boner lock action, as he does. You know, there's a bulldog from Wado for a little comeback and a Canadian drop kick. And uh, this really, so he does a tope, and it's like slow floating. That's pretty neat. I was like, wow, how do you do that? That was neat. There's a Louisville slugger, but Ishimori catches him in the boner lock. And Kevin says Wado is playing checkers and Ishimori is playing chess. You think Ishimori oh. knows about the beats? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wado gets the Vendival and uh, gets a Louisville slugger finally. There's a huge German suplex. Uh, and commentary has to admit that Wado isn't so bad after all. Because I want you to tell me about this, about commentary ripping on Wado this whole match because uh let me finish it up real quick and you gotta tell me about this as <laughs> so, rpp ishimori moves and commentary they seem relieved that they can continue burying Wado. <laughs> so, there's boner locks right and left and a bunch of counters and Wado gets a surprise win with a huge recita mente so that's so cool because I, He's never beat anybody with that move except Young Lions. So that's embarrassing for Ishimori. And that, and that I thought it was really cool. Extra stank for Cedamente as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ishimori's like, if I'm going down to this move, I'm going to go up as high as I can, you know? So um, what? tell me about commentary and then tell me what happens after the match. So I'm really happy that you were able to save me there and cover this match and you had a good blow by both. My notes for this match are just me complaining about country. I start off with saying like, Wato comes out with hot kicks, Ishimori TKO's Wato on the railing. And then Ishimori kicks his ass, and the commentators all go on about how they think Wato is a tag wrestler. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, you just shit on tag wrestlers. Like, what the fuck? Bushi's so excited. You just shit on him. (laughs) (laughs) What about Teton? Yeah, what about Teton? Like, come on, man. You just made a new tag team. Like... All right, so it's really bad to be a tag team wrestler. All right, so uh, I guess uh, I hope FTR was listening to the Japanese commentary. Kevin makes like that reference that, like that, uh, Ishimori is playing chess and, and Bato is playing checkers. They start just, just, just wailing on him nonstop. At one point, I'm just like, you know, Wato does a move and like commentators are like wrong. Yeah. Wato reverses it. He fluked that. Wrong. How'd he do that? Oh, that's shit. Like, what's going on, man? Now, laying it on a little thick, and I wonder why. It's, it's maybe to make it such a big deal that Wato wins, but man, you guys made me feel felt like you hated him for like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, what the fuck? I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I get it. You make jokes about people. That's not a big deal. But like straight up burying them for like 10 minutes and then they win. That does make the match weird. You know, that was like it's just I don't understand who that helps. Your your job on commentary is to put everybody over and put the matches over. Like, how are you helping by burying the guy like over and over and over again? You know, I don't know. Just it's weird. But I guess they're having a little too much fun. You know, Yeah, I think there's a bit of that. And I think I'm also going to say that high on Wato since that uh, junior tag team match that he had. You know, so I was looking forward to this match and then, I don't know, just to hear him get shit on for like 15 minutes, I was like, this is fucking weird. And then, then I feel like he gets buried even more because he's coming out like, hey, I just beat you, champ, so guess what? I want a mm-hmm. title shot. Oh, and then out comes Hiromu Takahashi and then, oh, out comes El Desperato. And then I'm like, Man, Paul Wato, I guess you're getting jobbed out in that match. I don't know who wins. Uh, so, yeah, I guess they're setting up a fatal, uh, four-way title match. I, mean, I keep saying fatal. But, uh, yeah, Hiromu, El Desperado, Wato, and Ishimori. That match uh, has a distinct lack of probably Eagles and uh, Doki, especially. Throwing that out there. Make it a six-way. Make Doki care for life. <laughs> <laughs> it's disappointing that on a show called Declaration of Power, where Watto's out here deeing of peeing, you know, and these <laughs> motherfuckers interrupt him, you know what I mean? He's trying to do the D and the P, and they just won't, you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's disappointing for him, but I'm so glad he got the win. And like I said, youth movement, you know, just saying. Declaration. Also, <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> also, uh, Ishimori, uh, many-time junior tag team champion, by the way, and is in a tag team with e- ELP. So, who's a tag wrestler? Yeah. So bad about that. I, yeah! Yeah. 
they were using that to make him be like, oh, he's just a tag guy. Why don't you just come out and say he's a Marty Jannetty? Yeah. He's, he's Shawn Michaels. Like, I don't know. See, that's probably because they didn't have the Shawn Michaels. Never mind. Let's let's do the Who's Your Daddy match. Yeah. Say, they like like the, like that movie Hard Time. Who's your daddy? <laughs> just there. That's how it. Shingo says it. I'm the daddy. <laughs> Is El Fantasmo versus Shingo a match so good that I wanted to skip the Watto match? No, sorry, Watto. <laughs> sorry, dude. Oh, I love that both men have daddy shirts. So, ELP's <laughs> your daddy, Shingo's your daddy. But your both shirts are selling. Dude, there's a really bizarre video package and video. It's just like really weird. The music's kind of nuts. I guess the way you described it to me, I'm going to steal your shit. You said it was like animated part of Quirks, where it's like, who's driving? Bear is driving. How can that be? <laughs> this crazy shit. I don't know what. Everybody I'm disco doing. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Having that, lots right? of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's Japanese television, you know, like, which is, is crazy to watch. Transforms and crushes all the people. <laughs> I love that. That's the best. All right, so, uh, how do you make a match versus often your daddy match better? F. Chompy, referee this match, of course. Yay! There is a point in this match where uh, likes to point out that, yeah, Rocky said extra stank. We all know that, uh, Luke here has uh, trademarked the word stank. He owes me five bucks. Sorry, five dollar dues. That's like <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> Give me. All right. This this match is great. It tells an awesome story. Uh, as much as I had problems with the commentary team in the match before, maybe, I don't have those problems with this match. I feel like three men added to it, especially... Uh, Chris and Kevin, who are regular watchers of New Japan, since I have to commentate these shows. <laughs> it's uh, El Fantasmo's in Shingo's head, and uh, Shingo just can't handle it. So, trying to do anything. Not only getting the upper hand on him, but also stealing shit. There's an amazing moonsault off the top to the outside by El Fantasmo, which gets a replay. Not many replays on tonight's Yay. show. That was definitely one of them. And Shingo does an awesome pop-up Death Valley driver. And it's like, it, this match is nuts. It's an amazing, like, almost like a pop-up made in Japan almost. There's a Thunder Kiss, whatever year. Uh, CR2, there's so many fucking strikes. Like, Shin, uh, El Fantasmo also will still like that. Kind of like, you know how Shingo will put his arms out like a chicken and, like, use his arms like that to like people El Fantasma is uh, that as well. you don't know what I mean no I can't see you what do you mean you can't see me you're like oh it puts his arms out like this oh yeah well like a chicken like you know well right. chickens don't have arms so I don't know what you mean like wings oh get out of it oh he does the chicken dance I gotcha okay yeah so El Fantasma does that. So there is that. And then uh, <clears throat> I guess the match ends in a way that 
kind of keeps El Fantasma strong. He doesn't quit. Doesn't get uh, pinned. It's like a ref stoppage because uh, Shingo kind of ties him up, Zack Sabre Jr. style, which is something El Fantasma might not have been able to plan for since Shingo's not one to do that. Shingo had to pull out something different in order to get the one up on El Fantasma at the end. I thought it was a great story and an awesome match. What did you think? Oh, the match is awesome, you know, but it's all about what happens at the end, you know. So <laughs> Shingo wins and he's like, listen, you got to fucking say the thing. And so ELP gets the mic and he's like, Shingo's my dad. Like that. <laughs> Nobody can hear him. And he's like, eh, you know, and he's like, wait, you know, Shingo's like, wait a second. And then, he, you know, ELP's like, oh, my throat's dry. I need some water. And he says it. Everyone's happy. And Shingo rubs it in by making ELP wear the daddy t-shirt and take a photo with him. And ELP, <laughs> he, he plays the spoiled brat, you know, and Shingo gives him a pacifier and they pose for photos. It's hilarious. But then ELP punches him in the balls and it absolutely destroys the trophy. I mean, he double stomps it and it just, it just breaks into a thousand pieces <laughs> and commentary. I watched this, uh, a, a second time with Japanese commentary this section and they they are ligers on commentary and he is just like doing this like kick, 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 like laugh like it's his real laugh he's so fucking fired up and then when they when he stomps on the trophy him Milano and the other guy just like is so great man I thought that was a lot of fun yeah often uh, I think uh, El Fantasma is a pretty good sport there at the end of the match I mean sure he got the upper hand with the uh punch to the life makers and the uh, breaking of the trophy but uh, and he had to do a lot more first <laughs> <laughs> would you mind if I talk about this match this next one take it yeah it's yours <clears throat> go for it I, th I like this match more than the main event um, I did not like the main event but I was I don't know man it was a well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But, like, okay, so the next match is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. I will say I think that their first G1 match was a little better just because it was a little newer and fresher. But we got Okada versus Jonah. Now, it's not for the, you know, Wrestle Kingdom thingy. It's not for the briefcase because there is no briefcase. But if Okada would have lost, Jonah would have had a good claim. <laughs> so it would have been interesting oh, yeah. to see. Well, that's what so, Jonah said. If he wins... I'm going to insert myself in that match. Yeah. Triple threat style. That would have been, you can't do that on the uh, wrestle kingdom. But uh, anyway, so at the beginning, instead of claiming the center, like from the outset, uh, as he's done in the past, like Jonah waits till the bell rings, which I thought was weird. So then, and Okada is obsessed with slamming Jonah, of course. However, he's trying some different techniques to get there this time, you know, he does a drop toe hold and an elbow to the back and a plancha to the outside. And it's all going great until Jonah just throws him into the barricades and it's, it's brutal. And then why are people doing this? Like fucking Okada tries the Irish whip uh, Jonah. Why? So he gets killed for that. There's a flying shoulder tackle from the uh, apron. You know, that's what you get for that. You know, there's a razor's edge into the ring post from Jonah Hex. That shit was awesome. That's our countout spot. There's all kinds of great heat spots where Jonah, he's working Okada's back and front with like these backbreakers and chops and stuff like that. 
Okada starts finally coming back because he has to chop down the tree. So he gets his axe out and starts going after Jonah's leg because he's like, oh, that works for the juniors, you know. Uh, Chumpy is refing this match, by the way. And Chumpy stops Okada from using the barricade. And Okada keeps, like, kicking it behind him. <laughs> so behind <laughs> Chumpy's back. So it, like, hurts Jonah, which is really cool. This is, like, good stuff, you know, really good. There's a flying nothing that's countered by a huge drop kick from Okada. I'm not sure what what uh, Jonah was thinking there, but uh, I love that move. That's my one of my favorites. So there's a chop block from Okada, and he slaps on the money clip. And finally, Okada slams Jonah and gets a huge elbow drop. I mean, that was one of the best elbow drops he's ever done off the top. It was incredible. Yep. So there's a Rainmaker but it's countered with an absolutely massive German release German suplex from Jonah Hex. That is oh just my like God. so great. Huge Lariat. I knew you love that. And uh, <laughs> so during this match, I'm, like the whole show, the crowd's been pretty polite about the noise making, you know, they haven't made much noise other than clapping, but during this match, it's like, Ooh, ah, and there's a point where something happens in the match. The crowd is just talking to each other. And it sounds so cool. It's just like, you know, like, and you can just hear them all talking to each other. And it goes on for a while because of whatever. I can't remember what had happened, but it was like they were fired up. Uh, there's all kinds of lariatos exchanged. And Okada gets a spinning rainmaker. Uh-oh. There's a Uranagi and a Black Forest bomb. But, you know, Jonah Hex, he struggles to get to the top because of his leg that's hurt, you see. Yeah. And he goes to the torpedo, but he misses. And I felt like that that moment, this is one of the reasons that I think the other match was better because they didn't milk that moment. That moment could have, they needed like 10, 20 more seconds there of Jonah trying to get to the top. It's kind of felt rushed and it was like, ah, oh, damn. Um, I just felt like they left kind of something in the ring there, but uh, there's a Fez press and Jonah's starting to feel it. His leg's feeling okay. There's huge strikes back and forth and a drop kick landslide from okada which is insane and then the rainmaker and okada just wins it's a great match there's respect after the match i like the g1 match better what do you think well i'm a i'm a little more partial to matches that okada lose in because okada <laughs> really loses and i'm not i'm not sure i've really liked okada lately i think i've said so so with the okada g1 match I would say it was a bigger deal because Okada rarely loses. So more of a novelty. It's something you'll remember more as, as, as a moment than, than, than you will Okada winning. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Maybe that's yeah. why I liked it more. It just was a bigger surprise. And I feel like that maybe that crowd was a little more hype too, which by the way, um, interesting thing going on right now. So apparently Osaka is, is like, getting trash talked by the rest of Japan for their, you know, not just in wrestling, like in regular sports too. They don't give a fuck about cheering and they're like in trouble. Ooh. They're like the, they're the white trash or whatever of their, of their country. And so like, it's, it, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, what Chris Charlton on Twitter said, it was a nuanced conversation, which uh, it's not just, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's a, uh, but I find that interesting. So, but he's kind of like trying to say like, look, 
you know, it's headed in that direction. And, you know, obviously we're going to have cheering next weekend with some of the shows. And I think as we go on, things will be more normal that way. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like this match a lot. I thought it was better than the main event. What do you think, Luke? Um, I think I agree. Can I just say, look, I like Tamatonga. I like the Tamatonga face run. He's not bad in this match at all. But I wanted his feud to be for the Never title. Like, like for him to get his revenge on Carl Anderson to set up a new match. But you know what happened in between that time? G1. You know what he told me about Machine Gun Carl Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows? I don't want to take bumps anymore. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was just like, oh, well, now he can't beat Carl Anderson in the G1 because he doesn't want to do it probably. So I guess this is what happens instead. You've got to give him something. So Hikaleo, is he even going to win those six mans now? Uh, we'll see. <clears throat> but, oh, can you hear me? Yep, you can. All right, so I, I like this match. I don't love it. I guess, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I was higher on the two previous matches. Uh, I felt like with ELP Shingo, it could go either way. But like Okada Jonah, all right, I know Okada's probably winning, but you never know. And it's going to be a really interesting rematch. Uh, with this final match, the main event, did anyone think Tamatonga was winning the title? I don't, I don't no. mean disrespect or anything like that, but nobody thinks Tamatonga, at least now, right now, in is it New Japan? Yeah. Uh, so I think, like, uh, I would put him in the conversation for maybe going for the title next if uh, they're going to strip Mr. Anderson, if you have that match. Uh, that's where I'd go. Maybe Tamatonga versus Ishii and go from there. You know, that's maybe where I'd go. So <clears throat> this match features a lot of stuff I love, though, Mr. Andy. There's uh, Jay Brabbing Tamatonga, which is uh, pouring salt in the wound. Jay's amazing. Look, there's so many power moves by both men, but you know I just love all the shit, like the J-Driller, Nagi, uh, but there's shit that Tamatonga does, like Bloody Sunday and SR2, and then you've got fucking Jay White doing the Regal Plex, which always makes me happy. So many great like Tamatonga fighting against the dead German, and then Jeff later. It's freaking cool. Uh, I think Tamatonga needs a different finisher than the gun's done, considering he's not important anymore. Why don't they just make yeah. it the Supreme Flow? It's it's great. Why not? You know, he hits the, uh, the that uh, SR2 DVD does. Boom, Supreme Flow. That could be... Yeah. Why don't you... Yeah, that should be his new finisher, the gun's done, and his theme music. don't really make sense anymore now that he's on... <laughs> It's cool. I like that theme tune. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I, I like it. I prefer uh, Gorilla Tech. It just. I just that, whatever throw it. that fucking theme in the Tiber. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it you know this uh, you know what it ends like uh, Jay White finally catches Tamatonga in. Like running to win. I tell you what, the crowd fucking gasped when. One, two, one, nine, nine. Yeah, that was good. I've gotten the crowd. It, it's a good match, but I don't know. It just didn't have the aura maybe the previous two matches. Is it? 
had, as I said, ELP and Shingo could have gone either way and I would have been happy. Actually, I think it's a little funnier that I had to eat some shit, so <laughs> maybe that was the better finish there. Uh, Akata Jonah had that kind of... He wanted to see that rematch after that first match. And then the main event, you know, Jay's winning. And I love Jay White, but a bit of suspense would be great. I think this says a lot about Tomatonga as a, you know, opponent for someone like Jay is that, I mean, he's only got so much, you know, to do. And that's, I don't know, man, I'm kind of bored with Tomatonga. I don't really, I don't get it. You know what I mean? I just kind of think he has one thing and he needs more, you know, he needs depth. He needs uh, character development. That's not just, you know, come on, Tama from Jado or whatever. I don't know. I just, you know, I'm kind of bored with him. So this match was a little boring for me because I knew who was going to win. They tried to make you believe, you know, like you said, you had that, uh, you know, one, one, two, no there with uh, the uh, stupid gun stun thing, which I, yeah. I've said before, but I hate it when they block the gun stun, but like the dude goes down, but he goes down to his butt and then has to awkwardly stand up. What is that? That's so bad. Everybody does that now. And I can't stand it. It's like, it almost like is a stunner. If that's the case, then the dude should go flying, you know, but it's not. He like just picks him up. I don't know. That's bad. So, um, but after the match, Okada comes out to confront Jay right in the middle of his, uh, you know, he's trying to talk shit about Tomatonga. He's thank you, Tomatonga, for all you did for me at Bullet Club. And thanks for losing. <laughs> so Okada <laughs> Kata comes out, they solidify Wrestle Kingdom uh, main event is going to be him versus Jay White for the IWGP heavyweight world title thingy. And uh, then after Okada leaves, Jay's like, can I get my confetti now? And so all the confetti falls down. It's great. He gets his moment. Um, I thought DFP was pretty good, man. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was like average you know, to good in the like, you know, pantheon of, of pro wrestling matches in my opinion or shows. What do you think? I think it was good. I think it had a tiny little bit of stink on it or stank before I went in because I'm like, I had no new Japan to watch for like over a fucking week and they could have easily have uploaded my uh, weekly, where the fuck is Royal quest rant. Now it's out of date because like, you know, it's, like AW spoiled the freaking tag match for me uh, because FTR are on AW, so they're going to spoil that match when they talk about it. Oh, FTR wrestled in England and blah, and here's what happened. And I'm like, oh, fucking awesome, thank you, I, I love that, thank you, New Japan. I'll let it go now. Do Royal Quest talk next episode. I promise. Well, Luke, um, we have some news. So there's some breaking news here. Right. A couple things. One is that uh, this is posted just now, and they said that uh, you know there's big matches set for the Battle Autumn in Osaka, which is on November 5th, and one of those matches that's advertised is Hikaleo versus Carl Anderson. So that's interesting. Right. That was posted today. So I don't know if that's today in Japan and that maybe that was like not after that whole thing. But uh, anyway, so you get that going on. We also get uh, the return of Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. They're coming back, which is awesome. But we get the new Japan world TV title tournament, Luke. And oh, yeah. um, 
they got a bracket here and everything. So here are some of the matches that we're going to see. Is now, this real? I'm yes, this is real. So right. um, the the bracket it, it has dates along it and everything like the New Japan Cup. So not all of these matches are going to be on the same show. But uh, here are some matches that we're going to see like on the first night. Well, I guess just one, no two. So on the first night we're going to see uh, Kanemaru versus Finley. All right. We're going to see Ooh. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Alex Zane. That's interesting. All right. Nice. So here is the next uh, little block here. It's going to be. Yeah. E yeah. So Jeff Cobb versus Yoshihashi. Sweet. Fuck you, <laughs> Yoshihashi. Uh, Evil versus Aaron Hanare. So that'd be interesting. Um, here's a classic that is always awesome. Taichi versus Sonata. Tremendous. Oh, Can't please. wait for that. Uh, then we get another one that is going to be fun because it's Kenta versus Goto. That'll be fun, man. Um, then uh, versus Taichi is going to be like 13 minutes of peck popping followed yeah, by two be... minutes of trying to pin each other. <laughs> well, and I, you know, Sonata has That's to get his revenge for being, you know, chumped out by <laughs> Taichi <laughs> with that, that pants off uh, push-ups pin thing he did, you know? That's right. So, uh, then uh, I'm going to save the, the match that I think is the most important for last. So we do get something amazing we're going to see, which is a, another rivalry that's renewed. It's Great Ocon versus Toriano, which is always awesome. It's, it's been a while. But then this is kind of, to me, the most interesting match. It's the son of Strong Style versus yes. the keeper of Strong Style, Tamahiro Ishii. So Ren Narita yeah. versus Ishii. That's what I'm talking about right there. That'll be me? incredible. So excited for that. Dude, did you save Son of Strong Style for last? Because I, I remember as soon as I found out about this new belt, my brain just went, new shiny, new shiny should have the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did literally just tell you. Yeah, I'm saving this match to tell you last. And here it All is. All right, so. I forgot that bit. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, your, your phone's going off. You're distracted. I got it. All right, I'm sorry, dude. I love you, man. Thank you. <laughs> hey, man. This is uh, professionalism is both of our jobs, you know. So. It is. It is. But uh, hey, I was I wasn't that high on the uh, best of the Super Junior scale. I was. Hey, anyway, I was pretty good. Yeah. That's the scale of sobriety. I think like that was the. Ah, okay. I got you. Oh, I understand like, what you're saying. Like now. my meter scale now. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, if you've got anything. Right. Usually the news would come up after you've already. Posted the episode. I know. Man. Yeah. They like us this week. I don't know why. Wow. That's so cool. They're making up to me because they haven't put up. Right. I'll shut up. And uh, say, <laughs> Gato, we trust. DFP.
Hi, Charity. How are you? Andy says hello. Hello. There you go. You probably won't be able to hear him. He'll be saying anything right now. Saying anything, I, I'm not okay. saying. I'm not saying anything. Sorry, I'm not going to throw you under the bus. Hey, can you hear me say the words and the stuff? I'm saying the words. Yeah, she heard you say the words. 